Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias. But they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels.
Hello, folks. We are here with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle. Here at Barefoot is Legal Radio, we share general experiences, tips, tricks, advice, um, and different aspects of the barefoot lifestyle and um, your right to barefoot. Um, when there's a lot of, you know, rambling that tends to happen here, as um, Audrey, who um, normally would be here with us today, um, but is out um, due to some kidney stones, so that's not exactly fun. So we're wishing her well. Um, but, you know, she has ADHD and she's a barefooter, and barefooting is very key to her experience as um her experiences with her physical health as well as with her ADHD. And for those of you, she was, um, for those of you listening, so you know, she was um, comfortable with me disclosing, you know, the reason why she's out. Um, so wish her, you know, good vibes, good energy um, while she's dealing with this. Um, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I can get a little rambly myself for sure. <laughs> um you know, with my ADHD and autism, but those are also two very key aspects of my barefooting experience. Um, I think it's really important for people to understand that barefooting is an accommodation for many different conditions, disabilities, um, disorders. Um, it's not a cure-all. It's not a magical cure. It's not something that's going to fix you in a day or overnight or even in a month, but it is something that does help. And it helps more over time. And, of course, you know, if you are somebody that has different, you know, disabilities, um, you know, with your physical health, you really have to be mindful of flare-ups and things like that. So it can be an up-and-down journey. Um, you know, I've been barefooting. Um, you know, I really – I barefooted a lot as a child. Um, got in trouble a lot for it. You know, had issues keeping my shoes on. I think that can be said for most of us who are barefooters, you know, on some level. You know, for those who have, you know, talked in the past have come on here and talked about their experiences and, you know, me and Audrey both um, speaking about that, you know. Um, but I've been, you know, I really got into barefooting in 2020. It's hard to believe that's already 2024, so not quite four years yet, um, but, you know, it is an up and down. You know, I go through different periods of time where I'm not able to uh, barefoot as much for different reasons. Um, it could be um, sensitivities to the weather, things like that, sensory issues with the weather. Um, and that's tied into temperature sensitivities and different things. And, um, you know, that could be just having a flare-up in general, I'm not able to go out in nature or barefoot the same ways, you know, and I think that those are pretty common relatable experiences, you know, especially if you have a dynamic disability where there is a very drastic difference in how symptoms can look over the course of a year, the course of a month, the course of a day even. Um, it can definitely be a up and down and all over the place kind of experience, but I think it's important to remember that the barefooting experience and journey is about listening to your body, listening to all the different facets of your existence and understanding their needs and how barefooting um, relates to that and how barefooting can help with different needs. And that could be mental, you know, that could be um, with sensory issues, neurodivergency. You know, I barefoot for my ADHD and my autism and have a lot of sensory issues, but then sometimes um, for other sensory reasons, I may have to wear shoes. Um, and so it can be a very complicated thing. And um, a lot of different people, you know, with ADHD and autism have all kinds of different experiences with wearing shoes and sensory aspects. You know, I have friends that prefer to wear shoes in their daily life, but they still, you know, when they're in nature and have those safe spaces, you know, prefer to barefoot. You know, I've had friends that have, you know, tried out barefooting for physical disabilities and it's helped or with neurodivergency, you know, barefooting can help with panic attacks and anxiety. Um, maybe not for everyone, but for, um, there's still a lot of people that it helps with. Um, and it's really good for bringing you into your body and grounding when in intense emotional states. 
intense mental states. Um, personally, you know, with disasso- disassociation, um, even with shutdowns, um, even with sensory seeking, you know, barefooting plays a role. There are so many different aspects of mental health and sensory perception and sensory experiences and emotional health that barefooting could be a crucial part of and can aid in. Um, personally, for my own um, just executive function, um, when dealing with overstimulation or understimulation, barefooting plays a role. Um, it helps my brain jumpstart and run and function the way it needs to. Um, it's been very important, honestly, with a lot of healing and working through trauma. helps bring me into my body and live and exist in my physical body while, you know, experiencing these emotions. And I think that aspect, for me at least, and for other people, um, that I've talked to, you know, that grounding aspect of barefooting, bringing you into your body, it also makes it easier to process and understand and feel those emotions, especially if you're someone um, who has, you know, issues with overstimulation or really anxiety or any prolonged mental health issues, really. There's so many different aspects of that, but um, for those, you know, who can have so much anxiety or overstimulation or dissociation or different blockages to feeling and processing your emotions, whatever that may be, it can really help bring you in your body and help you exist in reality while still processing this. And I that may sound crazy and unconventional, whatever, but, you know, mental health is very important. And when you're dealing with a lot of intense mental health issues, that can pull you out of your body. And from my own experiences, I felt like I never really lived in my body most of my life. I was like a shell of a person. And my barefooting journey, honestly, as crazy as it sounds, was a big part of me living and existing in my body, learning how to exist in my body. You know, with from chronic pain and trauma and just mental health issues and, um, you know, the way that my neurodivergency um, with the um, ADHD and autism um, manifested, you know, other aspects of things through trauma because of the way my brain is wired with those compounding things, you know, it caused me to really have to come to terms and um, understand these things it's not as, as much as I'm crazy and I'm not so good at wording things today. Um, but... There were so many different aspects of my life that kept me from existing inside my body is what I'm trying to say and trying to kind of, you know, give more context and barefooting is something that has really allowed me um, to safely exist in my body and and being able to connect with nature and um, just connect with the earth and having those safe experiences in nature, um, barefooting, just the benefits of it just really brought me a lot of healing and a lot of clarity within healing and the ability to do more healing and process more healing. And, you know, my intention isn't to dump, but to um, explain that barefooting plays a a huge role in um, reconnecting with your body, Um, especially when dealing with a lot of um, prolonged, you know, intense mental health issues. You know, I'm not going to say that it's a cure-all or that it's this magic cure that's going to cure you of your illness, but it is a powerful therapeutic technique. And, um, you know, I think of really dark times in my life, especially when I was dealing with a lot of things um, actively, when I had those times of barefooting, even before I like officially started my barefooting journey in 2020, looking back um, further in my life, but also looking back since 2020 um, and sometimes in my even earlier adulthood, um, barefooting was something that brought me a lot of peace and clarity and serenity and being in nature and barefooting, that was my safe place. That was where I was safe to feel and be myself and connect with the earth and, you know, barefooting was just a huge aspect of that. And it really helped bring me into my body before I really understood that's what it was helping and doing. I didn't realize all the ways I kind of just existed as a shell because of things 
and I went through them barefooting was something that really helped me connect with my body, connect with the world around me in a way that felt safe. And I felt, you know, safe. And for me, it's also a spiritual thing. And I mean, everyone is entitled to their own beliefs and you can have your opinions about my beliefs if you want, but I prefer you keep them to yourself and I'm not here to um, force anything I believe on anyone though, of course, but this is from my experience, you know, there is a spiritual aspect to, you know, barefooting and also that healing and that emotional um, healing and emotional release aspect and, you know, just feeling like the earth is taking care of me and it's a deeply spiritual thing just connecting with the earth through barefooting and giving the earth you know my pain and and not in a way that's detrimental but the way that a mother you know comforts a child you know I think that it's very freeing and comforting to my inner child and barefooting was something I enjoyed a lot in my childhood and you know tried to do as much as I could even when I got in trouble for it and when they got my feet all dirty, it was a whole thing even, you know, um, like when I, and then I look at the way, I also see the ways it was a sensory experience through with my ADHD, my autism, like I look back at elementary when I would take my shoes off and then we had this, um, like this tire mulch and I would bury my feet in the tire mulch and just, I enjoyed the sensory aspect experience. Again, I didn't understand my ADHD and my autism at the time, but it was, fun and that was an aspect of sensory seeking through barefooting I feeling of having my shoes on but being able to put them um, bury them in like the um, tire mulch type stuff like where it's like ground up uh, tires does that make sense like recycled tires Um, like I you know I I enjoyed that sensory experience um, because it was kind of like having a weighted blanket on my feet and and it was a very grounding experience and it's interesting because I look back on childhood and I look at the ways that I was grounding through barefooting and through those sensory experiences that really brought me a sense of peace and it's um, especially when I was dealing with a lot of things as a child that I didn't quite understand it um or I know how to deal with, I think that was something that brought me a lot of peace and clarity and helped me um, self-soothe even, you know, and, and you know, in terms of like therapy, when we talk about, you know, finding self-soothing techniques of being able to, you know, restore that sense of equilibrium and, you know, regulation to yourself, be there for yourself, you know, take care of yourself. And so there's so many different sensory aspects of barefooting with ADHD and autism and anyone else that has sensory issues. Um you know, it's, there's so many different aspects of how that can just bring peace, you know, and shoes can also create sensory issues that create pain, you know, overstimulation, you know, that registers the pain receptors in the brain. And, you know, the more intense this is and the more prolonged periods this is, that the more havoc that can wreak and on a person. So, and on your nervous system. And so it's going to cause you to experience more meltdowns um, and more shutdowns, things like that. And um, experience um, just other issues that come along with that. And that's why I think barefooting is a really important technique for people to become comfortable um, with their children, you know, using. Because I understand that with children's safety, you have to be a lot more careful about where they're barefooting, when they're barefooting, you know, how they're barefooting. And, you know, keep in mind, guys, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States in public spaces. But at the same time, when dealing with children, you do, of course, have to worry about more risks to their safety with them being children. And so, Um, Even though it's not a legal issue for your children to barefoot, you know, in public spaces, I can understand wanting to be more mindful around parks. Unfortunately, there are safety risk issues in parks, you know, needles, things like that, Um, you know, um, really anything, you know, broken glass, broken bottles, um, you know, there are a lot of risks out there. So I can understand being really mindful But I think especially if you have a child that has ADHD or autism, you know, and then they are showing that they have this need to barefoot, um, they're having problems with wanting to not wear their shoes, they may seem defiant, maybe they don't know how to communicate yet that there is something going on there. And so that's where you can start exploring and finding a balance. 
between, okay, these are times, places, you know, you can barefoot, but these are times and places when you have to wear shoes. And, you know, make sure that you explain the reason, the logical, or, you know, the lo- give them a logical explanation, if I'm trying to say. I think especially, too, with kids um, and anyone with ADHD and autism, just explain it to them. Be logical about it. Explain their safety. Explain that you're concerned. You know, make it clear. I'm like, this isn't to control you. I'm worried, you know, about your safety. This is why we, you know, have to have shoes on here, you know, and finding those balances, you know, maybe trying to find extra time in between places where, okay, they can have them off in the car, but we'll have to put them on in the parking lot, you know, if it's going to create an issue, because it's about finding a balance of regulation. And, you know, if something like shoes is causing too much overstimulation, that's going to keep leading to more meltdowns, more shutdowns, and other issues that go along with that. But at the same time, you know, if there's more regulation and balance in the nervous system, it's more easy for those of us with ADHD and autism to be able to do certain things that create discomfort, overstimulation, and possibly pain if there's a, if our balance, if there's a balance already there and our nervous systems are already regulated. So the more, and I understand that it's like, oh, well, the more you do something, it'll help. That you know, that the more you overstimulate something, the more you're just making it worse, and the more you're frying the nervous system. There needs to be a reset point. There needs to be equilibrium established. There needs to be, um, and this is something that, believe me, my therapist have validated and. <laughs> You know, this is something that is real information even, like, it's this is, you can look it up. Like, the more you overstimulate something, someone, you know, the more that you're just going to keep frying the nervous system. So there needs to be that equilibrium established, that reset, that safety zone, you know. But the more that, you know, you find regulation techniques and the more that one's nervous system is regulated, the easier that it is to not get so burnt out or overstimulated by these certain things that are, you know, um, expectations socially or, or just tasks that need to be done or even just, you know, putting on shoes when there are times when you have to. Um, I think that's one thing for my, you know, barefooting journey, you know, when you have that more freedom, uh, I can say from different times in my own journey, when I've had that more freedom to, barefoot within times when I have to wear shoes, it isn't as unbearable because it's not like there's this compounded um, overstimulation that's stacking up, you know? And so there may be some overstimulation that still exists, but the more regulation and the more that, you know, you have that, um, you know, equilibrium, that homeostasis, the nervous system met, the more easier it is to be able to do these challenging things. Um, and, you know, and it is a cycle and barefooting is something that definitely for me helps, um, kind of gives me that reset and that recharge. Sometimes, um, it isn't so simple as that, but, um, being able to barefoot and having times and places and spaces to barefoot is really crucial with being able to, manage, you know, meltdowns and shutdowns and other aspects of my mental health and physical health. And so I encourage people to, you know, try it out as a coping mechanism um, and, under, and understand, you know, limits and, you know, communication um, with that. And yes, there do need to be, you know, certain boundaries and rules in play. Um, but there, you know, can still be a balance of, you know, working that out however is possible. And there are times where I have to work that out with myself on a daily basis as an adult, you know, being like, oh, I don't really want to wear these shoes, but it's too cold and I can't handle it, you know, and it can be a back and forth. And sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know, but um, sometimes what you got to do is be barefoot and sometimes what you got to do is push shoes on if that's what's necessary for safety, you know, it's all about that balance. And I understand that that balance is really hard with children, but I think, you know, just having an open communication with them is the best thing to do. Um, you know, being a nanny and watching kids, it can be hard with the youngest because of her own, um, you know, reasons with, um, ADHD and autism with getting her to put on shoes, even when it's cold outside, even with putting on a jacket, you know, there can be all these different aspects of 
sensory issues and transitioning that can come into play. Um, but just, you know, just be understanding and try to find that balance. I definitely recommend um, because I know for myself, you know, um, not being in nature enough and not being able to actually be barefoot and comfortably in nature enough, it does have effect on my mental health. Um, this time of year with it being cold, like we've got, you know, snow out here now um, in this part of Ohio, it's not too bad, thankfully. No, but, you know, it's in the 20s and the wind chill is, let me see what it is, but I know it's been cold. I want to see if it'll tell me on my weather app. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it says feels like 12 with the wind chill, but it's like 26 degrees out. So this time of year, you know, it can be kind of brutal. And so it can definitely be hard and frustrating for safety for those of us who are barefooting adults, for children who prefer to be barefoot for everyone. This time of year is definitely annoying. Um, I think it's even more annoying when I look outside and there's not like a bunch of snow on the ground because then it's like really like I could just suck it up and, you know, barefoot. But also I'm like, no, I can't, you know, for me personally. But those of you who are out there, um, you know, still barefooting, pushing through new milestones. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, you know, so proud of you. Keep going. Um, you know, as long as you're listening to your body, whether that's having to put, you know, shoes on more or being able to make new milestones this year with your barefooting, that's awesome. You know, the most important thing is listening to your own body and um, doing what's best for you. But those milestones are always so exciting. Um, so to everyone making new milestones, uh, that's awesome. You know, we're proud of you. Um, Audrey's not here, but, you know, she would say something about that too, you know. Um, so keep going. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, pay attention to the weather and listen to your body. This time of year can be kind of confusing, especially since it's been kind of abnormally a little bit warmer. Um, but now here we've it's been getting colder again. So, um, and weather has been all kinds of weird all over the place, irregular from what I've heard. So um, just listen to your body um, the best you can and just pay attention to the weather the best you can. Um, we don't want anybody losing any toes, but of course, you know, barefooting is not inherently dangerous either. Um, you know, it's all about each person's physical limits um, and, you know, resistance and capabilities. It's also, you know, the weather is very different in very different places. And like, you know, Audrey and I were talking about last week, um, you know, we all have div, like we've all adapted differently through our barefooting to different environments based upon where we live, you know. And so, you know, everyone's milestones are different. So, and everyone's environments are different. So, you know, just keep listening to your body. Um, and I think I just to remind everyone, you know, don't worry about necessarily what other people are doing in a comparison way. I think it's hard because anymore most of the world is a lot of people comparing, but I think we're really starting to see that just break away. But in some ways, there is a lot of um, holding on to that still. So, you know, just be a part of the change, you know, just listen to your body, love your body, um, and do what's best for you. Nobody can tell you exactly how to do your barefooting journey. Um, you know, and for anybody who struggles with um, interoception, which is, you know, um, receiving, um, you know, properly assessing, analyzing, understanding those bodily signals. Um, or if you're somebody that may have nerve issues, nerve signal issues, like nerve damage, anything like that, any kind of issues, sensory issues that may be, you know, causing you to have issues with, um, like, feeling the temperature in your feet or being aware of how cold it is, you know, this is a reminder, just, you know, check in, you know, Take those times, you know, set reminders if you have to, if you're having um, difficulty, you know, if you have difficulties with recognizing if, you know, it could be too cold for your feet, you know, set, you know, if you're out barefooting and you're out there for a while, you know, um, maybe set alarms in your phone, you know, to check in, make sure you're looking at your feet. Do they look too red, too purple even, you know, 
Um, check the weather. Oh, is it, you know, too cold? Should I be concerned? You know, just kind of making those reminders. Cause you know, we always say, listen to your body, you know, listen to your body, do what's best for your body. But sometimes it can be really hard to listen to your body and it's not that simple. And sometimes you have to kind of find other ways around that. So, you know, I'm not going to act like I've got it all figured out. Sometimes it's a struggle for me still. Um, with managing things, you know, um, setting, you know, alarms, uh, timers or whatever um, on your phone, um, reminders even, um, like on the reminders app, you know, to check in, like, hey, check your feet, hey, check the weather, you know, just be just to help you be more mindful and aware of your surroundings. Um, and sometimes too, if it gets too cold, sometimes your feet can become numb and you don't even realize it. So just making sure that you have those check-in points. But if anybody has any better thoughts, advice on, you know, managing it, you know, we'd always um, definitely appreciate that. So um, if anybody would want to, you know, call in next week, um, the guest call in is, Three one nine five two seven six two zero eight. But if anybody would like to, you know, call next week, who's listened to the show and has, you know, any um, thoughts or um, tips, tips, tricks, you know, anything that would help um, for, you know, just better managing safety when you, you know, there are issues with being able to actually listen to your body because you're not actually receiving those signals. Those tips and tricks would always be um, welcome. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at Real Barefoot is Legal, um, and you can even you know send a message um, through there if you um, have anything to talk about or bring up any tips and tricks to share on the radio show. Um, you can find us on Facebook at Barefoot is Legal. There is both a private Facebook group and then a public Facebook page. Um, so definitely recommend following the public page um, and um, joining the private group if you're looking for, you know, a community of barefooters. But remember, guys, it's a family-friendly, you know, just inclusive um, group. Um, keep it appropriate. No um, sexual, you know, explicit content or messaging or any type of things like that in the group, you know, un- to be unsolicitedly, you know, coming in with that kind of stuff. It's not that kind of group. Barefoot is Legal is, you know, a community for, you know, living the barefoot lifestyle um, as, you know, going in, you know, going into public, um, you know, exercising our barefoot rights and all the different health benefits, whether that be mental health, physical health, spiritual health um, of barefooting. But, you know, we're not um, any kind of um, fetish group or anything like that. That's not what we do here. So, you know, Remember, keep it appropriate, and that's just a disclaimer out there for anybody, you know, coming across this, join the group. You know, we always want to this to be a family-friendly, appropriate group. Um, we don't want anyone to feel unsafe or harassed or anything like that. So, um, yeah. But, um, again, if there's any any issue ever in the group, the admin team will take care of it. So if you are experiencing any issue ever in the group, notify the admin team um, on the Facebook uh, private group, and they will take care of it if you have issues with anyone in the group or anything like that. Um, You know, we will not allow, you know, people being harassed or um, we just don't tolerate that. Um, the admin team does not tolerate that, will not tolerate that. So if you're having any issues at all, of course, contact them. Um, but, you know, Barefoot Legal, you know, it is a family-friendly group. You know, I always just want to put out those disclaimers because, you know, every now and then you got people and it's always just good to make that clear and have those boundaries. Um, but, you know, this this is just a group for people, you know, living the barefoot lifestyle and, understanding that this is our right. We're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. It is your right to be able to barefoot in public spaces. There are no laws or health codes against it. You know, it is something that is an accommodation. If you go to barefootislegal.org, which is our official site, um, and remember, Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So this is barefootislegal.org. And if you um, go to... 
I believe it's under the laws section. I'm actually about to bring it up. I probably should have already had this up, but it should take just a second. Um, but there are ADA cards. Um, so this is the American Disability Act. Um, yeah, so under the laws section at barefootislegal.org, there's, you know, this many of these different tabs under the laws section. Um, you can just click on really anything and it'll take you to the general page. So you have the ADA cards. Um, so local, and then I'll just read what's on the page here, local, state, and federal disability laws according to the ADA, U.S. Department of Justice, protect against discrimination in any place of public accommodation as outlined in USDO, it's O or zero, I'm sorry, J28CFR part 36 for being barefoot due to medical and health reasons. If confronted, present this card and politely explain that they must reasonable accommodations, um, always have your state's card handy if needed. So you can actually print out that ADA card. So what this is, is if you are somebody that has, excuse me, I need to cough and I'm gonna mute this so it's not gross in your all's ear. Hack in. I not want to cough in your ears. Um, got some sinus issues going on. Love this time of year. Love my allergies. Love my sinuses. <laughs> but where I was saying is with these ADA cards, if you are somebody that has a you know disability and barefooting is an accommodation for it, by law, you know they can they have to have make reasonable accommodations for your barefooting if this is due to a medical you know health reason. Um, and we have to remember too that mental health are that is included in um, medical reasons, especially if you have a mental disability or you know mental disorder or you know some kind of neurodivergent condition and diagnosis. This is an accommodation, and barefooting is an accommodation to you. You know, by law there has to be reasonable accommodation, um, and. But in general, by law, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. So if you're already in a public space, um, you know, that is your right. But if you are somebody that is, you know, has a disability and this is something that is an accommodation for you, you can print out um, the state ADA card, um, which is just a card stating the law. Um, and from my understanding, you know, you can just print it out from the page and then you have that proof to carry around with you. Um, so it is an accommodation for many different disabilities. It would not be something that is covered by the ADA. It would not be something that is seen as legally as, an, as a disability accommodation if it wasn't a disability accommodation. Um, so yeah, um, it is your right to be able to barefoot publicly, um, you know, in public spaces, um, you know, as an American in general. But, you know, if you are somebody that has um, a, a, a disability under, you know, ADA, uh, they also have to, you know, be um, places have to be willing to make um, reasonable accommodations in general barefooting um, if that's something that is an accommodation. So, you know, for me, you know, barefooting is an accommodation for my autism. Audrey, it's an accommodation for, you know, ADHD, and those are aspects of our, you know, mental health, but it's also an accommodation for, you know, my fibromyalgia, osteoarthritis, other, <laughs> other things, you know, for Audrey, the fibromyalgia as well, um, with disc issues, um, and a myriad of other things as well, honestly. We'd be here all day listening. So you know, it is something that is an accommodation for people's disabilities. And if you're somebody that, you know, feels misunderstood, you know, you're not the only one that this is something that helps with. You know, there are a lot of other people. Even if there aren't a lot of people in your personal environment or around you or that you see in the media or on your phone, you know, there are 
a lot of other people in which barefooting is an accommod it genuinely is an accommodation for their disabilities. And um so you know, this isn't something that's just made up. It's not just something to rebel. It is something that genuinely helps and add value, adds value to people's lives. And honestly, it's really crazy and trivial that it's something that we still have to argue for, you know, and being reminded, well, 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 what about this? What about this? As if we're completely reckless, as if we're not constantly thinking about our safety when we're barefoot, as if we haven't been constantly, you know, doing our best to, you know, work ourselves up to build this tolerant, you know, throughout the seasons, you know, in different times, you know, and it's hard because people see it and they immediately think that, oh, this is reckless and careless decision, even though it's often a very calculated decision. And is that in a negative way? No, but it's something that we have to do for ourselves. It's something that we have to do um, for our health whether that's mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, you know, this is something that is calculated. Um, but, you know, especially with, you know, disability accommodations, like this is something that is, is calculated. We probably also have a lot of different factors in our head around how we do our barefooting, why we are doing our barefooting, the process and journey we put into it. And, you know, and it's, it's, it's more than just people wanting to, deviate from social norms to just deviate from social norms just to you know be rebellious just to cause the scene honestly I don't want attention I'd rather people leave me alone as I be my crazy self you know and I think most barefooters feel the exact same way like we are just minding our business you know and it can be very frustrating um, getting you know unwanted attention and things like that but you know just remember you know, you're doing nothing morally or legally wrong. Um, keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. Keep listening to your body. Keep doing what's best for you. Um, you can't let the opinions and the judgments of other people bring you down. It's not worth your physical health. It's not worth your mental health. It's not worth your emotional health. It's not worth your spiritual energetic health. It's not worth it. You know, if barefooting is something that you have to do for you and people don't get it, they don't understand it, you know, distance yourself as you can. I would recommend if people are really that um, are really that determined or um, fixated on misunderstanding you, you know what I mean? Because especially if you've tried explaining it and, you know, explaining it, helping them understand your perspective, why this is an accommodation for you, why this helps you. I think it's important to realize that sometimes people just don't want to understand and their own mental schemas and biases and whatnot, crap even, in their head, you know, it's, it gets in the way, you know, and it's okay to choose yourself if that's an accommodation that you have to do for yourself. That's okay, you know, and I think it's hard because, you know, it's, it can seem silly and obviously relationships are much more complicated, you know, um, and messy, um, but if there are people in environments and it's not necessary, then lose what's not necessary. You know, there's nothing wrong with leaving an environment or, you know, because you are being discriminated against. But at the same time, we do need to stand up for ourselves, you know, in terms of our rights and in public spaces. You know, it's important for us to stand up for ourselves and stand up for our rights and allow ourselves to be discriminated against. But if you're going to experience that in social dynamics or anything like that, remember that not all relationships are worth holding on to, and that's completely okay. Um, you know, there are certain people in my life that I don't really have in my life as much that, you know, didn't understand my barefooting and didn't understand different aspects of, you know, my neurodivergency. And, you know, I found my own ways of, moving on but then sometimes friendships you know just died entirely and you have to move on and realize that you know is you can't bend yourself backwards over people that don't want to accept you and don't want to understand you and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that you know it is our job to take care of our bodies to keep us alive and honestly when we take better care of ourselves that's how we are 
better to the people around us. That's how we're better at everything is when we're taking care of ourselves. If you are in, you know, deficit, you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to be running on steam. You're going to be running on nothing. You know, you're going to be burning out. You're going to, and then, you know, your mood, your attitude, your energy, your everything, you know, your behavior, the way your brain's function is all going to be out of whack. You know, regardless of whether or not you're neurodivergent or not, you're not taking care of yourself. That you're the whole machine that is the computer brain. Um, the whole machine is the computer brain. You know, but the whole machine computer that is like the human brain and body. If you really think about it, if it's in deficit, if it doesn't have, you know, the proper resources, the whole thing's gonna crash. And I don't know if that made any sense. Probably a horrible analogy, but you know, so you have to take care of yourself and. You know, if barefooting is something that adds value to your life, whether that, you know, be physically, um, you know, the physical disabilities or just um, adding enrichment to your physical health even, um, adding um, just a sense of release and comfort, you know, helping your body, you know, return to that, you know, homeostasis, relieve pain, inflammation, you know, whatever the reasoning may be, whether it's, you know, good for your mental health, um, you know, just brings a sense of mental clarity, helps with overstimulation, understimulation, um, and just being able to process and understand your thoughts, um, being more in touch with the physical reality, you know, if you're dealing with disassociation or anxiety, panic attacks, any kind of issues that maybe, um, you know, even PTSD, anything that pulls you out of your body, you know, this can may be um, a helpful technique for you. Excuse me, let me cough for a second be something that helps you know just with emotional emotionally with feeling and healing and processing your emotions emotions are stored in the body you know and it's um you know there's emotions can become you know stuck and built up if we don't fully process them because of the you know neural responses with emotions that goes through the body um and those like network processing like so you know um and there is science behind that. You know, our emotion, we feel our emotions often in our body. Um, but if you're somebody that has intense, um, you know, um, sensory um, experiences, that could even become an intense sensory um, experience in your body and a different level with feeling, processing your emotions in your body. And barefooting can really help and add value to your life in these ways of helping you process and cope through these things. Um, you know, barefooting um, has spiritual meaning and practices and importance to so many different people, different cultures, different belief systems and ideologies. Um, it brings a sense of well-being on so many different levels and dimensions of being a person and existence, you know, and that's not to try to be all hippie woo-wah or, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, or whatever people want to say. I don't know. They always want to, but, like, it's, this is real. It's, you know, there are real benefits to the human body, the human mind, and everything too. Our mind is part of our physical body even. You know, as much as there are, you know, mental dimensional aspects, there's still a physical aspect of that. You know, the physiological aspect of, you know, psyche and body meeting. And, you know, there are so many different aspects of health and well-being in which barefooting can help. Um, there's a lot of different aspects with mobility, um, muscle um, like rotation, if that makes sense, um, just muscle strength, fully utilizing and engaging the muscles for a more intense workout. Um, you know, shoes can become um, acting as a crutch even, um, giving too much support that isn't necessarily needed so that um, ends up that muscles are not being fully engaged. And if you don't have a strong foundation, if your feet and your foot health isn't strong, um, you're not going to have a strong body in general. You know, you need to have a strong foundation in order to take care of your body. You know, for me with chronic health issues and having issues within my feet, you know, not having a strong foundation, that really does affect you know, my joints and my muscles and, you know, my scoliosis and stuff. And it's really important to have a strong foundation. Um, it's really important to definitely stretch, stretch barefoot, um, whether that's wall stretches or doing, you know, stretches on the floor or whatever. 
Um, and especially this time of year with the weather, if you're having to wear shoes more, definitely recommend taking the time to stretch your feet more. You know, these muscles are going to get sore and cramped. And, you know, it's really important to, again, have good foot health with those stretched muscles and, you know, good range of mobility in order to have a good foundation. If you're having foot problems, that's going to affect your knees. That's going to affect your hips. That's going to affect your spine, your shoulders. That's going to affect everything going up. You know, you need to have a strong foundation to have a strong body. Um, and, and that's something I've heard my entire life, even way before I really even thought about barefooting really consciously. It was just something I did, you know, and it was something I've heard my entire life, you know, before I really got into my barefooting journey because there's truth to it. You know, people that are all into fitness and health and even in the medical world, like it is, there's truth there to it. You know, you know how many times I heard, you know, I just, Kids as moms at school, you know, or nurses, they always complain about their feet and how, well, you need to take good care of your feet because they're always on their feet all day, you know, being nurses. And plus, you know, they know health and stuff, <laughs> you know, talking about how important it is to take care of your, your feet and the muscles in your feet and and how important it is, for, you, know, you, know, they, you know, for them to have good shoes and shoes that are well made. And I do think that it's important to acknowledge is that a lot of shoes are not made, you know, for people's body, uh, bodies in general, and even, you know, shoes that I, you know, wear and I find to pass the, you know, pass the test to, you know, wear as I need them, you know, I still have problems with them. I still have to make sure that I'm um, taking care of my feet. You know, I get a lot of foot cramps that are just very painful and unwanted. It's really important to um, take care of your feet, make sure you're stretching, um, you know, even taking the time to, like, massage your feet if you've got tight muscles or anything like that, um, you know, just making sure that, yeah, you're taking care of that because, again, strong foundation is important. And, again, if you're used to barefooting, you know, much more time, um, much more during the rest of the year, but now with it being colder, you know, you're having to wear shoes more, being aware of, you know, the effects that that can have on your feet with tight muscles, feeling cramped, um, not properly engaging, you know, the muscles. So just make sure you're stretching and doing what you got to do for, you know, tight muscles. Um, maybe soak your feet. Uh, take a bath, I don't know, whatever works for you. Um, I personally um, find I stretch and I have like a muscle massager thing that I use on my feet that really helps um, with the muscles and stuff. And honestly, without that thing, my body would be a complete knotted mess that would just probably be just completely frozen and stuck. So definitely recommend that if you've got, like, fibromyalgia, any muscle issues, really any chronic pain issues that involve your muscles, I personally recommend massager things, uh, like those muscle massager things, because they really do um, help. And so, like, with my feet this time of year, with having to wear shoes more for myself personally, I have to make sure I'm, you know, more mindful of using that or else it, you know, can create problems. Um, like, you know, I've had other a couple of days of me having to wear shoes more where certain days I'd like, like, it was like a, a hitch in my foot. I don't even know what, to, I don't even know if that's the right word. Like, I don't even, like, I couldn't walk right. I had like a little, like weird, uh, I had a weird step. I couldn't put a lot of weight on my foot and it was driving me crazy um, in general. So, you know, I had to make sure I took that time to stretch and do what I had to do and uh, to take care of my foot muscles because, you know, it's, it can, it can really be a problem, you know, having to wear shoes for sure. Um, you know, and unfortunately this time of year it can be hard when you have to make those kind of sacrifices, you know, between, well, do I want to keep my feet from falling off or <laughs> even though this is going to be a problem for my muscles anyway, you know, so it can definitely be a frustrating time of year. If you're someone who's frustrated, know that you're not the only one, it can be really hard to, you know, balance everything and uh, to manage it. But you got this. Just, you know, do the best you can to take care of your feet. So if you're somebody, you know, has been barefooting a lot more, you know, just have the, you know, make those check-ins, you know, be aware of the weather, be aware of your feet the best you can. If you're somebody that has issues with, you know, getting those, you know, body signals um, properly because of nerve issues or interoception or whatever the problem may be, you know. You know, maybe setting some reminders or alarms or timers on your phone to check in, check your feet. Are they too red or are they purple even? You know, check the weather. You know, just be mindful of the weather 
forecast, um, you know, be mindful with the weather actively. You know, if you start feeling like your feet are getting too cold or if you start getting weird sensations in your feet, you're like, oh, you know, check in on them, you know, like check the weather, you know, make sure um, that you're listening to your body and taking care of yourself. But for everyone making new milestones and pushing through and, you know, making their own personal records, that's awesome. Proud of you. We're proud of you. Keep going. Um you know, and remember, you know, you guys are not doing anything morally or legally wrong. Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. Um, just everyone keep listening to your body. I understand that this time of year can be really frustrating um, with the weather and whatnot. But remember, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. There are no laws or there are no laws against driving barefoot. Um, so do what you got to do, you know, like. It's really honestly annoying at the end of the day that there are still people that have a problem with barefooting. It's annoying that there are people that still want to say things about it, that still, like, give looks and have reactions to it. Because at the end of the day, it's honestly crazy, you know. There are much, much more important things to be worried or concerned about than whether or not somebody's wearing shoes. There really are. Like, and if, and if people are really so concerned about their safety, then maybe they need to approach you that way and talk to you that way. Because I know it's so easy for people to, you know, cop out with like, oh, well, safety, blah, blah. And that probably is the driving factor of why, you know, they're coming at you about it. But at the same time, it doesn't give them the reason to come at you, be disrespectful, be rude or aggressive or discriminating. Um there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces or driving barefoot. You're not doing anything wrong. Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle and remember that it's it's not your job to take these things personally or and other people's growth is not your responsibility, but it's your responsibility to take care of yourself and to stand up for yourself, advocate for yourself. You know, so when running into issues with people, it's really important to just be like, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces in the United States. I'm not doing anything wrong. It's actually illegal for there to be a policy here against me barefooting. Um, you know, just bring up the facts. Just state the facts and focus on the facts. Try not to have too much of like an emotional reaction. Try to stay as level-headed as possible. Your emotions are totally valid. You know, feel them and process them, you know, later. But, you know, in that moment, unfortunately, you do have to keep a, you know, a put-together strong demeanor, um, but also you can't come off too aggressive because that will cause the situation to escalate and spiral out of control. So state your rights. Um, if somebody is, you know, questioning too much about it, be like, you know, it's illegal for you to ask me um, questions about your disability. If you bring up, you know, this is an accommodation for my disability, they can't ask any further questions. Of course, I would remind, I would tell them that first, you know, give them a chance to, like, don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, it is legal for you to ask me any further questions about my disability or why this is an accommodation for me under HIPAA because HIPAA protects you um, from having to disclose that medical information um, with disabilities, even when it comes to your religious reasons for barefooting. You know, barefooting is protected, you know, in terms of uh, religious um, and spiritual rights, cultural rights, um, as a, um, sorry, as a disability accommodation. So, um, but also, in, in general, it is your right to barefoot in public. But when it comes to your protected rights, if you are barefooting for these other protected rights, protected under HIPAA and um, other clauses, you know, there are protections for your barefooting in these aspects as an, ex as an expression of your other protected rights. Um, so obviously with safety policies in certain places, certain situations, it is a little, you know, dicey. Um, there are certain places like a chemistry lab I'm not going to go to barefoot or a construction site. Um, and work policies can get messy. But remember that it is your right to barefoot in public spaces. There are no laws against driving barefoot either. So keep living your barefoot lifestyle. Remember that it is an accommodation for disabilities. Um, and it is recognized as such under the ADA, the American Disability Act. So I recommend going 
to barefootislegal.org to check out some great information. And um, there's print-offs in general that you can have for proof of um, the law and health codes, things like that, um, as well as the ADA cards. Um, So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed our rambles today. Um, Remember, no laws or health codes against verifying public spaces or driving. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. Listen to your body the best you can and take care of yourself. And just know that it's okay to choose yourself. It's okay to choose your barefooting. It's okay to choose what's right for you and your body over the opinions and social norms of others. As long as you are not causing harm to anyone, keep living your best barefoot lifestyle. See us next week with Barefoot is Legal Radio. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.